Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith, and I am so excited because I am bringing a little astrology into our love lives today, and I have a very special guest who's going to help me out here because I need some backup here. <laughs> she is a practicing astrologer for the last decade, past life regression practitioner, yoga teacher, an astounding woman. I have Ashley Tracy with me. Hello, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, good. I am too. And this episode has been in the making. I haven't shared this with you yet, but I've had you on my radar for so long. I'm like, I need Ashley on the show. We got to talk about dating and love and everything. <laughs> yeah, I had to have a baby first, but now I'm here. So perfect. Well done. <laughs> So let's jump into you first and share with me, how do you work with people? Yeah, I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I also do a lot of online courses where I'm really trying to expand people's perspective on astrology, that it goes beyond the general horoscope of what we read in like a newspaper or on an online article that we are really just these souls that come into earth and we are unique beings with a purpose and a path. And that's laid out for us within our own astrology. And yes, we all have a sun sign, but we're so much more than just our sun sign. We have a moon sign, we have a Mercury, we have a Venus, and so on and so on, which we'll talk a lot about certain parts of that today. But that this is our tool, our tool to navigate life, to navigate dating and relationships, to navigate just ourselves, and to have a deeper understanding of ourselves and what makes us individual and unique. So that's really some of the work that I do through my one-on-one -on -one consultations and also through the courses and, and other offerings that I have with, with clients. Oh my goodness. I love that. And so well said, it is a tool. It's it a is. tool that we can use to understand ourselves. I'm very introspective and I, I know a lot of my listeners are, so it is fascinating when we look at ourselves and we study like a scientist and yes. And then to be able to say, okay, I, I know myself. Now I'm going to start looking outward and, you know, studying people and incorporating astrology into our love lives. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. I feel like it is, it's a vital tool in my world. Yeah. It is something that is critical to understanding what we want, what we're looking for, and then what complements that and how do we balance that out within ourselves. And so there is that self-awareness, but it's also self-acceptance. And then once you accept yourself, you are able then to accept others for how they are. Because if anybody's dated or been in a relationship, it's like you can never change someone, right? And that's working with your own astrology and understanding how that is influenced by others can help, can help you kind of release that need to change someone and accept the relationship as it is, right? That's so... That's like the key to relationships, I think, is acceptance and, and understanding. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I love that you said that, you know, when you love and accept yourself, you're able to do it with others. And, and I think it also works the opposite too. how when we can see other people and we're like, I love that person and hmm, maybe I could love myself like I love that person. And it, it is beautiful. And, you know, astrology too it's so much fun. To me, it's, it's fun and it's sexy. It is. It's so fun and sexy. I love it. It's, 
You know, it's going to be more and more mainstream as, you know, we see people understand how to use it really and how it can be that tool. And that, you know, especially in this age of Aquarius that we're in, it's going to be something, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of these apps are starting to integrate and, and show up in our life as astrology and how we're connecting with other people and how to use that. Uh, you know, we were chatting a little bit before how I remember back in the day when Match was like, you had the option for putting your sun sign on there. And <laughs> I know when I was on it, I was like, oh, what's their sign? I was really hoping that they put it on there. Right. Um, now it's, we have apps that are really going deeper into that. And, you know, people like me and other astrologers out that are saying, hey, look at other things too, that it's important when you're, when you're dating or even trying to figure out what your relationship goal is, right? Before you go out there and start looking for it. I agree. And it is a beautiful thing, us being in the age of Aquarius. And like you said, that we know we're evolving when we see it in those mainstream places. You know, it's popping up in our day-to-day life. It's, oh, okay, this is this is a good sign that we're we're learning, evolving. And I, again, it's it's so fun, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it is such an excellent tool. Okay, I'm going to share something with you up front, and I I'm going to see if this is uh, something applicable and okay. something I can use. If I should promote this or should I just scratch it, so I'm going to let you decide yeah. if the if this is a good thing or not a good thing. Okay, I will categorize zodiacs and how I am in relationship with them. For example, I have three categories when it comes to dating. I have the no-go zone. (laughs) I have the fun zone and the relationship zone. So Ashley, should I keep this around or is this just a little too stingy on my part? You know, I think that parts of that would work, right? And I think in order for that to work, it's understanding your astrology in the sense of, you know, what you're looking for and what signs, right? You can even do it off of, are you talking like signs as like, if I meet someone and they're this sign, I'm automatically going to say no go. Yes. Yes. Right? That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's hard because our sun sign is only one aspect of it. And you know, that's what most people know. They'll be like, oh, I'm a Libra or I'm a Virgo or I'm a Cancer or whatever it may be. And oftentimes through our experiences, we're going to associate that sign, just that sun sign with something that was like, mm, no, I'm going to stay clear of that. Right. That individual might have a birth chart that is completely opposite of their sun sign. Mm-hmm. And that might be the energy you're picking up on. And it might have nothing to do with their sun sign. And so I would say proceed with caution when okay. using that. And you could use that as you go deeper into, you know, your own astrology and then seeing someone else's chart. It's really hard because, you know, I might be that per- odd person out that when I was on a re- first date, it was like, what's your birthday? Do you happen to know your exact time? You know, um, my Aquarius rising, my Aquarius rising doesn't care to be weird. Okay. It's like, bring on the weird. So, and you know, if it scared you, I probably wouldn't want to be with you anyways, right? So on a daily basis, we won't work because I will scare you frequently. I will probably freak you out all the time. (laughs) And so, you know, not everybody's approaching a first date, even a third date with that question. So, 
yes, you can kind of have it in the back of your mind that that sun sign hmm, is maybe in that no-go, but take some time to get, you know, to see deeper. But at the same time, I would also say trust that intuition because oftentimes mm. our intuition is picking up on something that is stronger than anything else. And it's like, okay, listen to that, especially if you're connected to your and tapped into your intuition. And you're like, I feel this real strong no. And listen to that regardless of their sign. Like trust that first and foremost. Seriously, I've, I've talked about that on other episodes and I'm so glad you're bringing it up now because it's so important that there doesn't have to be a rational explanation for those intuitive pings. So whatever... However your intuition operates, if it's a a physical sensation, if it's a voice in your head, if it's just this knowing, however intuition pops up in in our lives is how we need to be, you know, um, uh, listening and just being attuned to it and then just go with it no matter what. Yeah. And I would say, you know, one of the things that I would caution too is all Scorpios are going to exude this like passion and this like intensity. And we're all going to pick up on this like sexy vibe from a Scorpio, right? So, because that's just naturally what, how they shine out. Sometimes it's too intense for certain people. And sometimes people are like, oh yeah, that's hot. Right. Right. So, you know, again, that's going to blur the lines. And then once you get to know, like, I always say like the first, those first three months, right. It's bliss. And then after that, you're really getting to know the person. I relate that to the astrological birth chart. The fifth house is the house of romance, right? And when I'm in the seventh house is the house of partnership and commitment. And I say the fifth house is like the first three months of dating. The seventh house is once you actually get to know that person and like you make the commitment. And so, yeah, it's it's fun to think about that. And then the relationship one, you're probably talking about a sun and Libra person because they naturally exude relationships. Like connection with people. They're interested in you. So they want to know you. And so you're like, Ooh, I can connect with this person, right? You know, this person is very friendly. Most air signs also, you know, besides Libra, you've got Gemini and Aquarius. They're, they're very social and friendly, yeah. especially Libra and Gemini. So they're coming across like, Ooh, I could talk to this person all day. <laughs> if that again, connects with what you're looking for. You might not be someone who likes to express themselves and you might be more of an introverted thinker and you like to connect with somebody a little bit deeper than just in, you know, a conversation. So that might not be what you're looking for. So you know, first and foremost, I would say getting to know the markers in your birth chart that really indicate what you're looking for, what's going to complement your energy and how you nurture yourself. And if you're ready, I can dive into what those are and, and explain to everybody. Please do. Yeah. I am like ready to take notes. I, yeah. I literally have a pen and paper. I'm like, I cannot wait to re-listen to this episode. Later. Yeah. So, you know, in order to, you know, find these, you would need to know how to pull your birth chart and I can provide a free link on how to do that online. It's very simple to do. You would I would say need your exact birth time. That would be the most accurate information. And if you don't know it, you can kind of estimate. But to get the, the again, the best information, knowing the birth time, and you can get that on your birth certificate or kind call of find it. Call your mom, call your parents, go to Vital Records. I don't know. You can find it. So that would be the first thing. So you pull your birth chart and you're looking at it. So the first thing to look for is your rising sign. So your rising sign is on the eastern horizon of your birth chart. That rising sign 
is how you dawn on people. That's not really the point we're looking at. We're looking at the opposite sign of your rising sign. So every zodiac sign has an opposite sign. So let's say, for example, you're an Aries rising. Okay, Aries rising, your opposite sign is going to be Libra. That opposite sign is, and that angle to opposite the ascendant is called the descendant. And it's usually the cusp of your seventh house, which is the house of committed relationship. And that sign that's on the cusp of your seventh house, that sign that your descendant is in, is the sign that's going to complement your ascendant the most. They're opposites, they attract. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, what's your rising? My rising is Libra. Okay. So then here you are, Libra rising, Aries would be on the opposite. So Libra rising would connect really well with an Aries sun person or someone who has Aries energy. Because what that descendant is showing you is what you're looking for in a relationship, what you're looking for in a partnership. And for you, for example, having an Aries rising, you're looking for someone who has a level of independence in relationship because that Libra aspect of you is very oftentimes about the relationship, right? So no wonder why you focus on dating and relationship in your <laughs> life because that's your rising, you know, that's your style. Yes. But you, your partnership area of your life really wants someone who's adventurous, who's got that fire energy. You want to look to the element of this sign. So there's four elements in astrology, air, fire, water, earth. And the element's going to tell you a lot. Fire looks to act. You want someone who likes to take action, who likes to, who's passionate because Mars rules Aries and that's the planet of passion and will and desire. So we want this fiery energy. That's kind of what you're looking for. And naturally Aries is very independent and, you know, is pretty self-aware. And that's something that you're looking for in a relationship. Let's say that someone's sign on the opposite was going to be, let's say it's reversed and they have an Aries rising and they have that Libra descendant. That's air energy. If you have an air energy on your descendant, you're looking for someone who intellectually stimulates you, that you can have conversations with, that is relatable. Like air energy is usually very social. So you want someone that usually has a large social circle and, and can like help you kind of integrate into that circle as well. But you want to be intellectually stimulated. That's so important. You want someone you can talk to, right? You need to have someone you can talk to. Let's say you have water on your descendant. And for example, let's say you're a Virgo rising and your descendant is Pisces. That's the opposite of Virgo. Water descendant individuals want somebody who's all about feelings. I want to feel good. I want, I want this relationship to connect on a deeper level. I want it to touch my emotions and, and really provide emotional security and connection. Hmm. And, you know, water energy is all about feelings. And so maybe that person expresses how they feel. You know, you want that nurturing energy when you have water on your descendant. And then let's reverse it. Let's say you're Pisces rising and you have Virgo on your descendant and that's earth energy. If you have a, an earth descendant, you're looking for stability, you're looking for security, you want to commit and you want to hold on to that commitment. So you're going to stick to that commitment and you want someone who does the same, right? So that's the first point is that descendant or seventh house cusp sign on your birth chart. That's going to tell me 
one of the strongest connections of who am I looking for? What energy do I want in a relationship? That just like, that was money well spent right there. That was like a golden nugget because yes. really I'm probably in the, the boat with a lot of people that I would look at just my sun sign yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a Virgo sun. So I know that Taurus is a match for me and a Scorpio and um, I'm forgetting one lovely Zodiac, but I was looking at it from that vantage point of sun yeah. sign and you just blew my mind. So if you think about it, and I touch on this, you know, when I talk about what are some indicators of really, you know, long-term commitments, when we think about our sun sign, it's how we shine out. It's our identity. You could also equate that to your ego, right? If you had two people that had similar sun signs, they're going to just be bump, like bumping heads all the time. It's going to be the same energy, just running into each other. So you really, sun signs are actually, I don't even really look too much at a sun sign except for when I'm looking at how it matches with someone's moon sign. Mm. So one of the best indicators for a instant connection or understanding of each other is a sun and a moon match. So let's say your sun matches with someone's moon. So we talked about what a sun sign represents. A moon sign is our inner world. It's our emotional world. It's our subconscious. It's how we nurture ourselves. It's also how we want to be nurtured. Mm. So when we're looking at a relationship or dating and moons and sun signs are very easy to find. So if you don't even know your birth time, you can just do this information. So let's say, you know, you have your Virgo sun. And let you say you meet somebody who would be, you know, let's see, let me think of a sign that you would consider not so much. Let's say they're an Aquarius sun, right? You know, you know. <laughs> you're an Aquarius sun and you're like, oh gosh, I don't know. But for some reason I am like connecting with this person. And that might be because they have a Virgo moon. So, mm-hmm. and that Virgo moon that they have that they might not be showing as red, like, cause our sun is what we're showing to other people. We're shining that out. Our moon, we often kind of keep hidden and it's, it's, we need some time to show people that it's after that first three months that we really show that moon sign. Right. Right. So, but you're picking up on it. You're like, well, why am I connecting with this person? I don't get it. And that's because their emotional world is really connecting with your son. Mm-hmm. And you can even reverse that too. So that we call that a sun moon match when your son and someone's moon or their son and your moon matches. I usually see that to be one of the strongest indicators for a relationship. I love that. Oh my gosh, Ashley, I'm just so excited. So when somebody is out dating and they, they want to find, you know, everybody wants to find love, right? Yes. Everybody listening to us right now is looking to find love. So with that being said, how does one go out and navigate the world? What, what tools would you give them for them to find the love by using the beautiful gift of astrology? Yeah. So the second point I would touch on besides the ascendant descendant would be Venus. Okay. So the planet Venus obviously rules relationships, right? But it also rules what we value. So it rules what we value and desire in relationships. So we look to your Venus sign and this would be telling me what you want. What is it that you want in relationship? So we looked at the descendant talking about the type of partner that would balance you. This is about your inner desire. 
Mm. You know, what you're craving in a relationship, what you're looking for. So the sign that your Venus is in is going to tell me a lot about that. So we go back to those four elements. If, for example, someone had a Venus in Aries, they're going to want some, they want in relationship freedom to do what they want, right? They want freedom. But let's say they had a Venus in Cancer, they really want someone to take care of them, Mm. right? So understanding your Venus is really important for you to know before you even go out into the world and start dating, what's really driving my connection with people. That's driving my desire for relationship because that will then, you know, influence what's happening. And you could connect someone's sun sign to that too. So that's where you would see, okay, if their sun is in that sign, is it meshing with my Venus? That would be an easy thing to start with, you know, understanding your Venus sign and then their sun, because what they're shining out into the world is what you're going to see, right? When you're going on dates or online dating, we, we kind of pick up on that first. So that Venus is also good. And, you know, I'll give you some more examples of of Venus. You know, let's say someone has a Venus in Virgo and they're going to be looking for, this is my my funny, you know, analogy of a a Virgo on a date. There's a checklist in their (laughs) mind of, is and they're checking the boxes as they're on the date. Like, is this, yeah, mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Yep. And like a, <laughs> a Venus in Virgo is going to do the same thing. Like there's almost, almost just like search for the perfection. Right. And I often sometimes see that in Pisces too, the opposite sign of Virgo that they're, but they're, they're more so looking for like this fantasy relationship that they've dreamed up in their mind. Right. <laughs> and so sometimes you have to be aware of, of the shadow side of the signs, right? Like what's really unconsciously driving my actions and relationships and dating. Right. So, you know, using that, that Venus energy is really important. I have a Venus in Libra, so I'm in love with the idea of love. Like that's what I always say when you have a Venus in Libra because <laughs> Venus rules Libra. It also rules Taurus as well. So whenever you have that placement, you, especially a Venus in Libra, you just love love, right? And uh-huh. oftentimes you love dating. And when I was dating, my friends were like, I hate dating. I'm like, I love it. I and love it. <laughs> it's my I like placement. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be dating right now. Um, I'm like, gosh, I can't imagine what it's like dating in a pandemic, right? But, you know, it's, it's fun, you know? And then those with Venus and Taurus, because Venus also rules Taurus, they're, they're going to they're gonna be the ones that like good food, good wine. And they're going to be the ones that like to kind of find comfort and security in things. And they value, those are the people that's going to, they're going to take you to really good restaurants. Okay. They're going to take you to the best and they love just indulging and things like that. So it's really fun to play around with the Venus sign and to, to understand how that's impacting what you're looking for in a relationship. Knowing that first is really important. And, and that could even be just in dating too. If, if you're in the point in your life where you're like, I don't know if I'm looking for a relationship. I don't know if I'm ready to look at that descendant yet, but I'm ready to look at my Venus thing. I really just want to have a good time. So let's follow that sign, you know? That's a good little nugget. Yeah. Yes, I so you approach it wherever you are in life. You don't have to be like, I'm looking to settle down. It's like, well, I'm just looking for someone that is going to satisfy what I want. Right. And that Venus will show you that. That's very cool. My Venus is in Scorpio. 
So Ooh, I always feel yeah. like it's, I have this vision of the feistiness with it. Yeah. I, I really like that placement. I don't know why, yeah. but I like it. <laughs> Venus, Venus in Scorpio is looking for passion. Oof, yes. Yeah, looking for that intensity that, um, like you want someone to push you up against the wall and give you like a big, you know, passionate kiss. That's what a yes, Venus girl. in Scorpio <laughs> That's what they want. Um, and you want also emotional intensity. I will say sometimes with a Venus in, in Scorpio, drama is sometimes, you know, exciting for you, right? Because even though you don't want it, you don't, you kind of don't want the drama, but like you need, you need to have some fights in order to have makeup sex. You know what I mean? Like there's like <laughs> yes. passion with, with a Venus in Scorpio. One of the other ones that I see that like a little bit of drama is a Venus in Leo. Oh, and a little bit of drama and flair, you know, and anything in a fire sign too. Like they need excitement. If you have a Venus in a fire sign, you need excitement. If you have a Venus in an air sign, like I said, you need mental stimulation. You can apply the same thing. If you have Venus in a water sign, you just need emotional connection and it has to go deeper beyond the surface. Sometimes with the, the Venus and the air sign, it can be a little bit superficial and, you know, maybe those connections are fun for a little bit, but when you have a Venus and a, and a water sign, you really want to make sure that you're going deeper than just the surface. And then Venus and earth, you really are craving someone that has a more practical approach to things and, you know, potentially is more stable or secure and you feel that way when you're with them. So you can apply the same approach that you did with the descendant to that. Oh, I love that. And again, astrology is so fascinating and it is so fun. You've given us just in a short time, so many cool things to explore and experience and yeah. Oh, that is fun. Oh my goodness. This is where I wish we had a call-in show right now. I need to have you on my radio show when I get back to Denver and I can have you come on and we can have people call in and Yes. We'll have to talk off air on that one. Because <laughs> yeah, so many people are probably listening like, oh gosh, okay, I have it in this. What happens? What happens? Right. So yeah. And you know, you have to take everything into account because not one thing is just going to give you the full picture. You okay. do have to look at everything. And the next thing I would say I would look at is the moon because the moon is how we nurture ourselves, but also how we want to be nurtured. So when you're thinking longer term, and you're thinking like, okay, if I'm in a relationship, I want to make sure that the emotional side of myself is feeling satisfied and nurtured. Your moon sign is going to show you that. Like really, what do you, what is it that makes you feel that way? That makes you feel good, really? What makes you feel good? And you know, that moon sign will help you and you can apply the same thing to that. So those would be like my main three things. Obviously, when I do a consult with someone, I go much deeper because depending upon where in their birth chart Venus is placed, that's going to tell more of the story. I also look at the ruler of their seventh house. So we talked about the sign on the seventh house. Well, what's the planet that rules that sign? We look to that then to see more of the story because we can see how things play out. And, and then the real juicy part is, you know, once you connected with somebody, then you look at how does my chart interact with someone else's chart? Oh, yes. And that's where we really get to the juicy part of what we call in astrology, synastry, where we're looking at the inner aspects between the two charts. 
Mm. And that's where we see the story of the relationship. Mm. Yeah. That is, I mean, a birth chart in and of itself is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then to take two and put them together is, I mean, you could probably spend hours reading a char- reading charts. Takes, yeah. To do a relationship reading takes much longer than a birth chart because you, first, I like to approach it as we're looking at the individuals and then we're looking at them together. And you're looking to see certain themes, certain indicators. And this is where we get to understand the purpose of the relationship. Mm. Why are these two people coming together? Yes. Yes. How are these two people going to interact on a daily basis? And what may be the karmic connections that these people have? Mm -hmm. And that's where I get, like, I get a lot of people, you know, asking about soulmates and all these things. And my, my definition of a soulmate is very different than what, you know, the, the movies make it out to be. Our soulmates can be so many different people from our family to our friends, you know, to someone we barely know, right? And, you know, when it comes to relationships, we're, we, it goes deeper than just that label of the soulmate. We're looking at what are the connections, what brought us together, right? And when we're looking at a chart, there are really two parts of the chart that tell me a lot about the karmic connections. And, and that's what called the North node and the South node. And when someone's chart, their nodes are aspecting personal planets within like the sun or the moon, etc. in another person's chart, that's telling me there's, there's a story here that there's, there's a reason these two have come together and we can see then why. And oftentimes when I'm in a consult, I'll have, you know, I, I take, I like to take notes, like to take a lot of notes and I like come with all my notes and I'm like, okay, this is the theme that I'm getting from your two charts together. And it's usually spot on. We're like, oh my gosh, we deal with this all the time, you know? And usually these are themes that you're coming together for a reason. You're coming to like work through something. And the notion that soulmate uh, relationships or these karmic connections are easy is false. (laughs) It's, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert said this in Eat, Pray, Love. Like one of my favorite quotes of hers is like, a soulmate comes and like rips you open, right? And just exposes things that you need to work through. And oftentimes the relationships that have the most karmic connections feel like you have been ripped open and just like all of your things have been exposed and you're just working through it. And it's, it, they're powerful. They really are. They are. And I love that you gave the astrology uh, perspective on something that I say, that I've said to clients for years is that everyone that comes into our lives comes for a reason. And sometimes it's for a moment, a season, a lifetime. And there, there's always a gift. There's always something to, to learn. And even the, you being a yoga instructor, you know, the, the ancient yoga text says that you're, your partner, again, the partner could be someone romantic. It could be a best friend. It could be a, a child or whomever. That person is your teacher. Yeah. And so I, I love that astrology plays a part in that too. And that you can identify that. I mean, I feel like anybody getting in a relationship needs to come to you first and be like, okay, Ashley, what, what do we need to know? How do we need to make this successful? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. You know, the karmic connections is, is uh, the juiciness, right? Even though I'm a son in Libra, I have 
Pluto conjunct my sun. So I like, I have a little bit of a Scorpio flavor in general. So I like to go into the karmic shadow side of things and looking at the karmic connections and relationships are so healing and just, they help people navigate that. But, you know, one of the things I, I do, I get a question a lot, and sometimes I'll get people come for a relationship consult is I'm having trouble, you know, getting into relationship. I'm having trouble with dating. I don't know why people around me are getting in relationship, getting married, and I'm still on my own. And I, what, what's the purpose of this? And oftentimes I see it in the birth chart. There's a reason why relationships are delayed. There's a reason why struggles around relationships might be showing up for some people. Right. And you can actually see that within the birth chart based on the placements of a lot of things. And, and it usually helps. I would say for the most part, people who have these placements usually are, if they're conscious to them, feel aligned and like, yeah, I like being alone and this is what I'm asking for. But sometimes if, if people aren't aware of the underlying forces that are kind of driving things, they might struggle with that. And so it's important to understand if, if someone listening is feeling that way, that there might be something in your birth chart saying there's a reason. It's not like something's wrong with you. And that's really where we have to get away from that. Think of what's wrong with me. Right. Oftentimes your soul chose this path on, for a reason. And there's some deeper meaning behind it. And so let's dive into that and figure out why so that you can make peace with it and make peace with yourself. Oh, that is so beautiful. So beautiful. You are so spot on. I feel like I just unlocked a treasure chest right now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, these are, these are things that I talk about and that I work with my, with my clients. So yeah. to hear that there's a whole, again, a tool that can help people through this journey of life and this journey of love, that is a beautiful thing. And, and I think when, when it comes to astrology, that when we learn something about ourselves, there's with the validation comes this ease. And then there's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Why I like this do this and feel like this. And there's, there's some relief around it. And it's like, okay. And there's either an acceptance to it. Like, Hey, you know, this is, this is how I roll because I'm the yeah. sun and I have this in my chart or it's like, uh, I don't quite like this. So I'm going to see if I can change it up. And for example, being a, a Virgo sun sign, Virgo to me was a very kind of an unsexy Zodiac because it's so regimented and analytical and kind of naggy and it can be kind of snippy. And, and I'm like, well, I get that. And I see that in myself and I want to be fluid. I want to be fun. I want to be, you know, these things. So I think, you know, having the Zodiac signs and personality traits and, and all these allows us to, you know, kind of morph a little bit. I'm like, okay, how can I be a little more, Aquarian at times, or be a little more Scorpio at times. And I think it's fun. It is, you know, it's understanding, for example, like you have a Venus and Scorpio tapping into that planet and meditating on that planet or really channeling that energy and balancing it with, you know, the sun sign. And I do feel bad for Virgos because they get such a bad rap of being like, <laughs> they really do. And honestly, I find them so fascinating and they're, they're really, they are adaptable. They just have to think it through first. Right. Um, 
So, you know, it's, you take and leave bits and parts of it. And then you, you work with the different planets and really kind of channeling them and being conscious of them is so important. Yeah. You know, no, another aspect of, let's say you, uh, you have your birth chart and you looked at all these different things. That's one piece of it. The next stage in astrology is the planets when you were born don't change. The location, everything, it's like taking a snapshot of the sky when you were born. However, right now, the planets are moving around us mm. and they're transiting all the time. And so if you understand your birth chart, then you can relate it to what's happening around you in the cosmos right now. And that's where I work with individuals. And I see the use of astrology for like timing and understanding, well, why am I feeling this way all of a sudden in my life? Or why is the focus shifted to this and, and, and away from that? Understanding what's going on around you and how it's impacting your personal astrology is the next step mm -hmm. in when you're looking at using astrology for dating and relationship, because usually astrology cannot predict outcomes because we have free will and we can oh, choose. Oh, that free will. Yeah, <laughs> we have free will. And we can choose to step into an opportunity or not, right? And usually though with astrology, we can say, wow, things are really looking like the energy is good over here. And this is where your focus is at. Pay attention, be conscious of that, be aware mm -hmm. and, and flow with what comes up, right? And so understanding how the transits, well, that's what we call them when the planets are moving around us currently, the transits are impacting your birth chart can then add another layer to the story of, you know, let's say we're having a transit to our fifth house and you meet somebody all of a sudden that you're attracted to because the fifth house is romance and attraction and pleasure. And you're like, oh, okay. And you just disregard it and you're not conscious of it, not aware of it. But then let's say you are aware that you're having a Venus transit to your fifth house. And you know, Venus is going through your fifth house for these like next 40 days. Because Venus transits last for 40 days. And you're aware and conscious of it. And you meet that person and you're like, I'm attracted. Hmm, maybe I'll take a bite. Maybe I'll test it out, right? I got chills when you said that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, because I know Venus is in my fifth house and maybe this person's going to bring some fun and pleasure in my life. Yes. Right? So, you know, and I also see you know, what's really fun when people are ready to commit, let's say for marriage or just a long-term commitment of partnership, usually something's happening with their seventh house or something's happening with their relationship planets in their, in their chart. And there's, there's usually a commitment. Saturn is usually involved because Saturn is saying, let's make a commitment, but you can even see that. And, and I usually work with sometimes clients that have marriage charts, like I can pull their chart for when they were married and see you know, what was happening. You can see that too. There's so many different layers to astrology and how to use it that, you know, it's, it's really fascinating. And, and it, it just depends on where you are in life, right? And what you're right. looking for. I feel like astrology is a rabbit hole that's just never wow. ending. You could just yes. fall and it would be a blissful fall for some of us yeah. to be able to dive into all of that. Definitely a rabbit hole. Luckily, like I have a brain for that. Like I love rabbit holes but sometimes I have to pull myself out of it too. And um, yeah, there's so much information and, and oftentimes it, it can be for some people, you might get astrology, right? It might just make sense for you. And some people it might not. So then it is important to work with somebody to help you understand it and relate it back to you personally. And then kind of you work with it moving forward. Yes.
Question, I'm gonna take us back a little bit to when you were talking about the karmic connections and how that shows up. I noticed that this happened at one point in my life and it just so happened I was with uh, one of my friends yesterday and they brought this up. So this is just very interesting how this is uh, showing up in our, our time together here. Can you speak to when people are out dating and they keep meeting or dating the same zodiacs? Mm. There's usually something in the birth chart that's connecting to this. This energy is needed in your life. Like this person, this type of energy, this sign is needed to show something within yourself. Something's coming to the surface. Um, and it really just depends too on if it's the same sign as that ego, right? That sun identity of the other person is coming. And the sun, when we're looking at synastry, it solarizes a certain part of your chart. So it like brings to light something in your chart. So that person's sun is shining a light on that area of your chart for a reason. So you're probably meeting someone with the same sign because there's something that you need to look at within yourself. Mm. And they show up over and over again. It's, yeah, it'll be Jason, Brian, Deontay, you know, it's just different, different people, but they're showing up with that same energy and that same lesson to be learned. Yeah. Cause the sun is going to, in a particular sign, whatever it is, is going to sit in a house in your birth chart and houses in your birth chart represent an area of life something within ourselves, right? And depending upon where that is, that sun is going to sit in that house of that sun of the other person is going to sit in that house of your birth chart and shine a light there. So, you know, getting to know, okay, well, well, what house is that in my birth chart? And what does that mean? Well, help me then navigate why I keep meeting these same people. (laughs) (laughs) Like why I need to look at why I need to look at this and, you know, paying attention, like really paying attention to that. And and that's important when you're, you're, you're kind of meeting the same people over and over again that have the same sun sign. Okay. That's a great question. Yeah. Thank you. Because yeah, like I said, it's just interesting that that, that came up recently. So there is so much juiciness. I feel like is, is there like three things that people need to do when they're looking for love to, if it's little tools that they can use, little markers of, hey, I know you've touched on a lot right now. Um, so we're probably going to summarize all of that you spoke on. Can you just give people the bullets like, hey, ask this, look for that. This will help you. Yeah. So first and foremost, like getting that birth chart and and if not, at least knowing your sun and moon sign and really that moon sign too. So, cause then you'll, you'll have a better understanding of, okay, why is this, if you're having a sun moon match or you're meeting somebody, why, why am I like jiving with this person? Because then you'll know, oh, my moon sign is in that. Right. And oftentimes our moon sign isn't in the same sign as our sun. It can happen, but it's not as common. That only happens when we have a new moon, right? If you're born under the new moon, you're going to have the same sign as your sun. That would be my first step. If, if you don't know your birth time and you're looking for an easy place to start, at least determine what your moon sign is, right? So you'll have a better understanding of what your inner world, emotional world really wants and how it wants to be nurtured. And, and it might help you understand your connections. And, and really, 
I would say once you discover what that moon sign is, think about the people in your life and what sign are they? Do, do you have a sign match or, at least, or even an element match? Because it doesn't have to be the same sign. That would be the strongest. Right. The same sign would be the strongest, but the same element would also be strong. So air, fire, water, earth too. I've noticed that too, that when I'm with people, I might not be able to guess or intuitively pick up on their sign, but a lot of times I can feel what element they are. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, that person just feels so grounded. Like I feel good. I'm like, okay, they're yeah. definitely an air sign or like, Ooh, I can't, I'm like dizzy over here. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's very airy. <laughs> yeah. So there's, so that would be the second part is like, okay, if, it, if, if it's not an exact sign match is the element close. And I would look the same element. This is how I would rank it. Same sign, same element, or is it an element that complements mine? So water and earth complement one another, air and fire complement one another. Mm. That would be like the number three on the list, right? Same sign, number one, same element. Number two, is it a sign or element that complements mine? Mm. So that would be the step process that I would take for that moon sign. Very easy to start there. Next, I would say you could, even if you don't know your exact birth time, you most likely can find an accurate Venus sign. It just depends if that Venus was switching signs that day or not, it may or may not. So next look to the Venus sign, same thing, exact sign, like your someone's son is the exact sign or someone has a lot of energy that is a certain sign matching your Venus. Um, same element or the complementary element. But with that Venus piece too, it would be really important for you to understand what you're really valuing in a partnership. Mm, I love that. What do you want? What do you value in a partnership? And and if you're in the phase of your life where you just want to have fun, what's the sign that's going to give that to you, right? What's the, what's the sign that's going to satisfy your Venus? That's going to give you pleasure, right? right. That is the Venus piece. So that would be the next step. And then the one that you would need the exact birth time for would be that ascendant descendant. So looking at the descendant or cusp of the seventh house in your birth chart, what's the sign? And you really want to focus on the element of that sign and, you know, really the the same sign or the element match. I wouldn't do the complementary one. You're really wanting to stay in that same element that's going to help you out a little bit more. But let's say you are going through and you're looking at that and you meet somebody that matches your Venus, matches your moon, but not necessarily your descendant. Don't worry. It's okay. It's not saying that that relationship's not going to work because you could look at it from a karmic lens and see a reason why you're together. Right. And it could be that they could be a season of your life. You know, this could be a a nine month long relationship. You know, it could be a forever relationship. Okay. You don't have to spill the tea too much. You don't have to give names, but have you ever read people's charts and been like, oh shoot, these two are going to break up. (laughs) You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I haven't really had that feeling when it came to, because most of the time when I'm working and with relationship consults, it's individuals that have some sort of established relationship. And I look at it, Yes, I have seen karmic connections where I'm like, ooh, that is a tough one to navigate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there are certain aspects that, like, for example, if Neptune or Uranus 
are involved, usually that's going to tell me if there's a lot of this, you know, Neptunian or, or Uranian energy with Uranus, sometimes that can be sudden encounters that don't last very long. Oh, yeah. So oftentimes there's a strong Uranus signature in the karmic piece. Ooh. With Neptune, it could be that it's so like so hard to really get there. Like they sometimes they can't really fully see it through because it's too foggy and there's too much there that's really kind of confusing and they, and it's hard to navigate. But usually when I'm working with people, I'm explaining these and they're telling me, yes, that's the theme that's coming up. Yes, right. that's the theme that's coming up. And you then, give words to their feelings and what's happening. Yeah. It's like a validation for them of like, oh my gosh, that is why. Because oftentimes with you know these karmic connections that have to do with the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and also the lunar nodes, they're not usually conscious. They're usually unconscious and we don't know what's driving it. We're, we're aware of like Venus, Mars aspects because it shows up in our everyday as passion or like arguments, right? But we're not realizing why I'm having this. I see it sometimes with Pluto aspects, extreme jealousy or obsessiveness in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And people are like, I don't know why, like I trust this person, but deep down inside, I have this feeling they're going to betray me or leave me, or I just don't like something is happening and there's a Pluto connection, hands down, there it goes. There's some Pluto connection there that is from, you know, karma that's saying probably in a past life, that person did leave you. And so now they're coming back and they're trying to resolve that. So yeah, I would say I've never thought this relationship is doomed. I've, I've more consulted with the person in, the, or the people involved saying, look, this is the reoccurring theme that's validated by this karmic connection. And they'll say, yes, that's what's happening. Okay, let's see how I can help you work through that. Be aware of it. And it's really up to the individuals if they want to continue or not. Right. Oh, again, it's just so fascinating. And, and I think that checking in every day with what's happening universally, planetarily is key. And I, and that's what you do with your Instagram is almost daily or daily. Yeah. You are yeah. on there and you're yeah. sure, <laughs> depending on if you got some sleep that night after, you know, you know, you yeah. know. Did my baby sleep through the night, you know, exactly. um, and I'm going to share on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I try know what's happening, right? Yeah. I try to let people know what's happening. I do also have something called a cosmic soul membership that I, you know, do for the month ahead, every month, create videos and resources for individuals to understand the transits. So that's that la like next level, the level we were talking about where it's like, okay, I understand. I have my birth chart. Maybe you understand it, maybe you don't. I usually help people do that in the membership. And then how do I apply what's going on around me back to my birth chart? So I do offer that and I love my community. It's great and they ask a lot of questions and there's a good group of us and, and, and we have fun and we explore, okay, what's coming up in the month ahead and, and how can I be aware of it so I can navigate it with ease, right? And I feel more empowered. That's really important. But I'm really excited. I actually have an astrology masterclass starting April 2nd 
that it's a three month. I'm only taking a small number of people because I want it to be a nice intimate group. You know, that Libra side of me really likes that. (laughs) And we're doing a three month deep dive into your birth chart. And I'm teaching you how to read and interpret your birth chart so that you gain that deeper understanding of self. And we look at the Venus, we look at the relationship style. We're looking at all of that. So that is starting April 2nd. I obviously align that with the stars on purpose. And, you know, I'm really excited for for this. I have a lot of Sagittarius energy in my chart. So teaching is important. And I like to share whatever knowledge I've gained and then also learn. I learn from the group as well as teach the group. So it's it's really a lot of fun. So yeah, that's what I've got going on. That's going to be so powerful. And I'm really excited for the group of people that come together again, just how big, how vast astrology is, is impressive. And, you know, just how we can apply it to our lives and going back to the the beginning of, of this, the show that when we know ourselves, it's, it's just, it's empowering, it's validating. There's so much beauty in it. And, you know, and then it turning that outward and, and like, oh, I want to see how Leo's act, you know, in, in these situations or I want to see how, you know, Taurus act in, you know, the bedroom and I want to see this. And it's, I find it's very, very beautiful. And I am so thankful that you are here and that you're guiding people and, and teaching people. And I'm like, I need to get on that wait list of yours. <laughs> Yes, I do one-on-one consultations. I do have a wait list. So if you're interested, please join. And I love working with individuals and I, I love sharing the knowledge of astrology. It's so important. And, and, you know, understanding ourselves, you know, healing through certain things. That's really kind of how I got into astrology and, and just diving deeper into what it means to be human. Gosh, you know, so many layers there. And uh, we're relational creatures most of our life, we're connecting with people on some level. Like we crave connection, whatever that might look like for you. So it would be better for us to know exactly what we're looking for and how to connect and, and even how to communicate if your connection style is different than someone else. Yeah. Communicate that, you know, there's, there's so much empowerment there of, Hey, you might be this way, but this is, this is what works for me. And this is, this is how, how I am and who I am and that I don't need to change that, but let's work together and see how our energies can balance and and work with each other. That's right. And I, I love that you have a wait list and I love that you have this program that's coming out for people because of where we are right now with COVID and how like, we're just starting to see like the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think a lot of people, I've been talking to people around the world the last few days and, you know, just getting, putting my, my pulse on the, the COVID situation. And, you know, they're like, people are planning to come out of the house relatively soon. So I think doing your program would be so beneficial right now to do that deep dive on, you know, on yourself and spend some extra time with yourself. You know, what's going on here? I would imagine you're also going to keep them updated planetarily what's happening. So as they're diving deep, they're like, okay, we got this transit coming up. This is what we have planned. So I think it's a perfect time for your program. 
I'm excited. And usually I, I can guarantee you someone's going to sign up for it. They've got something happening to their track <laughs> and saying, now is the time. And, and if it's not the time, it will be at some other point, right? And, and that's really trust, trust what's driving you and trust that intuition, trust, trust that pull that you feel. It's, mm-hmm. it's really important to listen to that within yourself because it won't lead you astray. It won't, you know, it's just, we, sometimes we just got to listen to it. So yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. That was so informative. I mean, really, I'm going to go back and listen to this episode and take, take further notes. I was trying to take them and then I realized I needed to be a good hostess and stay. I'm so grateful that you had me on and I'm so happy to connect with all your listeners and, and just share some, some knowledge and hopefully it brings you know, some awareness and peace to wherever they are in life and how to navigate relationships moving forward. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And could you please share with the listeners how they can find you and get in touch with you? Sure. My website is ashleytracy.com and you can find all the information there. And then also on Instagram, it's ashleytracy underscore soul underscore centered. You can check it out. I post, as you said, many things. Uh, sometimes it's ramblings, who knows? Sometimes it's just 4 a.m. I'm awake because my baby was awake and I'm like, oh, this is good. And this is what's happening. But yeah, some good nuggets there too. So I love it. And again, thank you so much. We will have all of your contact information in the show notes. So if you're listening and you want to get in touch with Ashley, go to the show notes. You can find her, get in touch with her, sign up for that workshop, get on her waiting list. And until next time, you guys, thank you so much for listening and get out there and love each other.